To be a blank canvas is not to have anyone change or taint who you are. Your image, what you value, and love your soul. You are the artist. On this season, in this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my sister, Jada Marie, who's an Omaha native, also a graduate at Grandview, who's a known poet now and just a dope individual. Um, in this episode, we kind of unpacked a lot um, about like black lives and what really matters in the world. And also, we unpacked her second of two books, Blank Canvas, and we briefly hit on Horrible Eggs, her first book that was joined by one of her best friends, Olivia. Pay attention to Jay in this episode, guys. It, it was an honor to be with her, to uh, sit and speak with her and learn from her. She got a lot of a lot of insight just from the eye point of a beautiful black woman. So hope you guys enjoy what Jay give to y'all today. Um, you know, y'all already know. It's love. Peace. All right, so check this out. I know when buying a home for the first time can be a very stressful process. But that's why it's good to give it a good lender like my buddy Jared Nicholson from Key Mortgage Group. He's so active to educate his borrowers and also let people be aware of their blind spots. This is a good man to make your lifetime lender to make your process super, super stress-free. And don't be turned off by the housing process. You can follow him and find him at jnhomeloan.com. Let me spell that out for you. J-N-H-O-M-E-L-O-A-N.com. So tap in with him. Jerry, NMLS number is 1969744. I repeat that. 1969744. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Minds Without King podcast. I got my sister Jaden in the building. Say what's up to the people, Jay. Hi, y'all. We finna get into it today. She finna uh, give us some spill about um, her artwork that she do. Uh, that's really, really beautiful. And um, she also gonna hit on some real, real topics that she don't even know about today. So got some surprises for her. She nervous, but she be alright. Oh my god. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But uh, before we get in, I just gotta check in with you. How you doing during the pandemic? How the family? I'm good. I'm thriving during the pandemic. Even though the pandemic is acting like it's not over. It's still here, but I'm doing good. That's what's up. That's that's a blessing. A lot of people been doing doing really bad, so um, the the fact that you can even say you're doing good is a blessing in itself. For sure. Um, season three, icebreaker question. Am I the first episode of season three? Second. I kinda, okay. I kind of did. I kind of did one. Um, it was just a why we do everything. So okay. It was just that, but um, the second. So you want a new icebreaker question or the same one? Give me a new one. She ain't getting a new one. Keep it going back to the first season. Top okay. three people, dead or alive, who you have a cup of coffee with, have a cup of tea, whatever you drink, a couple of shots. I know, no, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> Don't do that. Alive, <laughs> dead or alive, who you will be with? Who you? What's the three people you can choose to be a sponge from and also give what you got to give? Oh, my absolute number one. Y'all know my number one. Beyonce? You, absolutely. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that's my number no one. Okay, shocking. Beyonce. Three. Ooh, I don't know. Beyonce, okay. She since I since I since I do poetry, I would do Maya Angelou. I would definitely tap in with her. And I wanna do a guy. Um Wow, you know who I would wanna talk to? Jesus. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would I would chop it up. That's with, a good one. I'm sorry. With Big J. I would okay, talk to him. Big. <laughs> I would Yo, chop it crazy. up with him for sure. Absolutely. That's probably one of the best answers. I got a question though. Yes. 
not why Beyonce. Can you dive deep into my Angelo? Why her? Not just because she a, she a poet. Mm-hmm. I would say because she was one of the first. Not one mm-hmm. of the first, but one of the first to really get recognized for her work. Um, her past working in an environment and trying to create art in an environment that mm. was not for her. Mm. So how did you thrive? How did you prevail through all those obstacles? Like we have obstacles now, but back then it was way worse. So yeah. how did she really thrive and prevail and get her work out to so many people when she didn't have social media? So what did she do to get her work out to so many people back then? Yeah, no, nah, that's that's crazy you say that because like a lot of things I say today is just like, how can we complain when going through the situation mm-hmm. that people in the past went through um and also like the power of like social media like martin luther king my angelo mm-hmm. they didn't have that for they sure still had that cult like following mm-hmm. those are real leaders like who can do that without a without a broadcast mm-hmm. or a microphone in front of their face but um no nah, my is dope um nobody was surprised by the beyonce nobody who's watching this will be surprised i hope nobody would be surprised beyonce. if you know me um, so you ready to inspire somebody today? You ready to help? Sure. Right, here we go. Here we go. All right, cool. So you and your second book drop. First off, let's dive into the first one. Okay. Um, what was that like? It was a duo, right? Mm-hmm. With one of the best friends. Yeah. Y'all girls from the oh y'all get down. Oh, oh my, my god. Not not Oakland, not the real. Oakland. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> but oh, uh, who was uh? I forget her name, but I read Olivia. That one. You remember? Do you remember when I called you and I was like, I know you wrote this. Yes, and it was something that I didn't even write. There was a there was a poem in the book called Niggas Ain't Shit. And Jaden didn't write it. Everybody <laughs> thought I wrote that one. I'm like, wow. I'm, reading it. I'm getting my hair did. I'm reading it. I'm like, oh, let me call it. I know you wrote this one. She denied it. But um, so talk about that one. Like, open us up about that one, and then we'll break it before we get into the new one, the one that just recently dropped. Okay, so... I don't even know where to start with Hardboiled Eggs. So the fir- the name of the first book is Hardboiled Eggs. Everybody is like, what is that called? Is it about cooking? I'm like, no, like, come on, bro. Like, people just need to think. But um, the definition is in the book. I kind of got into poetry because I don't know if you know this poet. Her name is Raina Biddy. Um, and I also was taking a creative writing class at Grandview. Shout out to uh, Professor Paul Brook. Um, and that's where I kind of was like, dang, I really like poetry. So... Um, I had got my first book of poetry by Raina Biddy called I Love My Love. Mm. And I read the book and I was like, there's no way she know, like, she really put how I felt on a piece of paper. I'm like, she really kind of spazzed with her book. And I was, that's one of my favorite books I've ever read. And so I'm like, I already like poetry and I want to be able to connect with people through my poetry. So mm. I'm like, I'm, I want to be able to do this. And so um i had already had the concept um the name everything and then i was going through snapchat and Liv posted one of her uh poems on her story and i'm like Mm. let's write a book and she was like let's do it and if you look back in my notes because i don't delete a note i was like horrible days are gonna take me two years i'm gonna have to have this 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 and this and it didn't even take a year for our book to come out so we kind of just started writing our own stuff, coming together, collabing, um, sharing our work with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we found a graphic designer for the um, cover, and then it just went from there. Mm. So what was that like working with somebody on a book? Um, like, is that like, was it different from the one you just did? Like, how, how much different was it? Because you got to manage, like, when you work with somebody. Because mm-hmm. 
obviously they got to enjoy the content mm-hmm. that you're putting in the book too. Was that, did you find challenging that? Um, I don't even think there was ever a conflict on what we were going to talk about mm-hmm. or what was going to be the context of the book. It was more so I had somebody to be on my ass. Cause yeah. sometimes I can be a little lazy. You know, sometimes when you're doing something, you're like, I don't want to do this. Like yeah, it might yeah. not work, but Liv is very motivated. She's talented. Mm-hmm. She is very, um, strong minded. So she was on my ass. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm gonna get this shit together. Wait, wait, wait. Shout out Liz. We got to give her a hand clap. Yeah. For the class shit. Oh yeah. Oh, they wild. But <laughs> shout out her for, uh, yes, for pushing you. For sure. Like, I like definitely needed that. That's dope. And that's very honorable to admit you need that. Cause sometimes we don't like to be helped. Um, I just want to break in before we get to blank canvases. How powerful are words? Like, what does word? What is? What does a word mean to you? Because like, when we were kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. we we thought words meant nothing. But how powerful are words to you today? What value do they hold? Um, I think we don't realize how powerful how powerful words are mm-hmm. because there are books. Think about what the world and what life would be like if we didn't have books. Mm-hmm. We have to learn from books. We have to learn how to read. We have to learn how to put sentences together. So I think people forget the power of books because not a lot of people, even with me writing books, not a lot of people are just reading like that anymore, okay. especially um, from the fact that we have audio books. You mm. don't even got to read your book. You can listen to it. So mm. I think that people oftentimes forget how long poetry and words and books have been around yeah. and kind of forget how powerful it is and how important it is to have that work of art in the world. So. I was just talking to one of my homies who in the room right now about just like, the power of just sitting down and actually read. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's different than, like, listening to a podcast or listening to an audio book. It's different. You retain it a lot mm-hmm. better, and it's more powerful getting those words off the paper. But do you know, fun fact, um, 90% of the people in this world today buy TVs. Only 10% of the people in the world buy books. I believe it. I definitely believe that's, it. That's crazy, right? It is. Like, it so is. Like, but it's I all believe about it. the education. Like, um, speaking of books, tap in. Let us let us know what you're reading right now. Uh, if you are reading, it'd be very not good if you just sit up here and say you're not reading. Not just saying that. So I'm actually, I'm waiting for a book to come in the Mm -hmm. mail um, by my, she wrote my very favorite number one book. Her name is Sarah Jakes Roberts. She is a pastor and she wrote. I heard of her. Yes, her book. I told you to read her first book, but she came out with a, that's actually her second book. She came out with a third book. It just released. So I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. What's the name of it? Woman Evolve. Mm -hmm. What? What was the second one you told me to read? I forgot. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I forgot too. It's called. I gotta Where's find she it. From? No, look it up. Where's she from? She is from California. She is, you know, she is um T D Jake's daughter. Okay, she do a lot of speaking. Like, yeah. Okay, I think I seen on a couple of IG clips or whatnot. Um, is that your favorite author? So far, yes. You need to pick up a Malcolm Gladwell book. He's different. Malcolm is different. It's called Don't Settle for Safe. That's the best book I ever read in my life. And I try to I giving it to my friends y'all read this book what was she talking about she just was talking about how her life was meant to be what it was so she could grow from it like she's a she's a preacher's kid she had her first kid when she was 14 years old yep got married her husband was abusive to her had a kid then she had to move on and she is with her husband that she's with now but like 
to see somebody who is able to write about what she was going through and it was so relatable when mm-hmm. it, it's the thing is you can read something and you'd be like oh okay like you know they just talking yeah. but when you can relate and you page after page you digging in you don't want to stop that's like that's how i felt reading that that's book the power of words, for man. sure um i was just watching uh td jake breakfast club yesterday mm-hmm. he was talking about his daughter that was 14 years old and got pregnant mm-hmm. and they was asking him how, how did his congregation t- treat him mm-hmm. after he said they embraced him with open arms like td he he's fired but when he can get to talking yeah. I, I just can't imagine get to sweating for real, she, uh, that's how you know he she, he is uh, saying what he's supposed to say when he get the sweat in. No, nah, but um, where do you get your inspiration from? Like, how do you get inspired to work to get out and do the things that you do? I would have to say I get the inspiration from others. When I see people doing what they doing, I'm like, that's dope. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that you're like the podcast. Remember, I text you. I'm like. Yeah. Bro, you taking off with the podcast. I love that you're doing this. Doing this. We when I see that. people need that. Yes, when I see other people around me doing stuff that they love and that they really want to do in life, that's making them happy. It inspires me. Like, do what you love. You know, do what you, do what you want to do in yeah. the world. Other people around you are doing it. Like, don't be complacent. Just mm-hmm. keep growing. And I love to see people around me growing. That's the mm-hmm. best thing in the world. It don't even have to be me. But when the people around me are growing, I'm like, damn, that's dope. I'm complimenting my it's friends, the telling them I'm proud. Around. Yeah, I'm proud of you. So that's what really inspires me, the people that are around me. That's that's very healthy because a lot of people see people doing stuff around them and they, they throw hate. They yes, for jealousy. sure. But you get inspired by other people to work mm-hmm. harder just to walk life with those people. That's dope. That's absolutely phenomenal. So let's get it to the baby. The solo. First off, first off, first off. When did you start Blank Canvas? And when did you finish it before it got released? I want to start there. Okay, so a Blank Canvas became a thought. So like the, let me yeah, tap yeah, in yeah. my little. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the show. I it's okay. I don't want to be like that again. Um, but the the title and the definition I came up with in 2018. So it just was something I was like. No, I dropped the definition. You can't just say that and not drop the definition. Drop the definition. You hear a little? <laughs> okay, because I don't know it by heart, but I should know it by heart. So it says to be a blank canvas is to not. Let me see. To be a blank canvas is to not have anyone change or attain who you are, what you, your image, what you value and love your soul. That's dope. I'm sweating. You know, that's what, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm looking at my shirt. Yo, I'm like, it's sweat on my shirt. Let me close it up. I'm sorry. Yo, Anyways, y'all heard it. Go to the website. Get the book. Y'all get the definition. Yeah, we're gonna run all that. Don't even but, okay, so it came about in 2018 mm-hmm. and it was just a thought. Like, Absolutely. Hardboiled eggs had did good and I was like I want to do it by myself like I know what I need to do I know the ins and outs even though it was just my first time I'm like I want to do it by myself mm. so 2018 was 2018 I was not even focused on writing a book writing I was writing but it wasn't for a book it was just like an outlet at the time mm-hmm. um 2019 came and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna really, you know, get to going with my book. But the focus was not there, like at all. Like you, you could. I did. I did. I needed somebody yeah. to be on my ass. Yeah. I needed somebody to be on my ass for sure. Absolutely. So 2019 come, it's still not there. The focus is not there. I still got this definition in my notes that I ain't even touched. I have no content for this. 
2020 came and I was like, I didn't have no, I didn't have like nothing. I don't want to say nothing, but mm -hmm. it was a very hard time for me. Like hard, 2020? like 2020 for everybody. No, not 2020, oh, 2019. I'm lying. Okay, 2019, okay, okay, okay. 2019. I'm lying. 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Every I got a I ha, I bought a notebook from the dollar store and a pack of pens. I'm writing every day, every single day. I'm writing. I the first page of my book, my first page of my notebook. I'm like, blank canvas is coming out this year, and this is going to be your baby. You are going to focus on this book, and it's going to be able to come out, and you're going to sell out. Mm. So I just kept writing, kept writing, kept writing, kept writing, and then so much stuff happened in between. Like I. It was so hard for me to find somebody to print my books. Tangent. People always think, oh, you're a published author. You're a published author. No. It, there's a difference. I'm self-published. Mm. Meaning, nobody has picked up my book in the sense of we're going to publish you. So, I don't have Absolutely. a company over me. It's just me doing everything on my own. I had to mm -hmm. find my own editor. I had to find somebody to do my graphic design. I had to make the design for my t-shirts. Everything. So, yeah. everything that you, came to life was me. Team. Yes, kind of. done by yourself. Yes, like, for sure. So, um, I was like, Blank Canvas is going to come out on my birthday. Like, June 27th is over with. June 27th came, and I didn't even have nothing to say. This is what I'm about to release to the world. I'm like, dang, I'm tripping. So, then I kind of got focused, got locked in a little bit. Then I got distracted. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, what you going to do? I, I ordered some books from one company. They was perfect i'm like okay i'm gonna order them again i order them again they all fucked up i ordered a whole bulk of books they was all fucked up i'm hurt i'm like what wow. the fuck i just wasted my fucking money i got all these books that i'm not gonna use like so i'm like i'm gonna give up fuck it i'm gonna just i'm gonna just chill for a little bit then i was like nope i can't like come on like come yeah. on i have to be my own motivator i'm like come on like you keep talking about this book you keep telling people you're writing this book and you don't have shit to show for it yet you took a l a l so then I'm just, I'm just keep, I'm, I'm like, I got to keep going. I keep going. I keep going. And then I couldn't find anybody to do my books the way I wanted them. So I had to wait a long ass time. I had to, I was searching people every fucking day. Then I finally found a, a company in Colorado that did the books and I loved them. I did the photo shoot with Tobias. Loved mm, it. That was fine. Um, got the shirts together. Loved it. And then it came for the time for me to be like, all right. You got everything. What's next? Like, what you gonna do when you gonna release? I man, when I tell you I had so much anxiety, I'm like, oh my gosh, all this shit is here. Like, what? Oh my gosh. But then I was just like, I'm gonna do it, and I did it. The way I marketed it, everything was actually kind of bad. But I was just like, fuck it, I gotta get it all out so people can start tapping in because the longer I sit and wait, it's just not even gonna be good. So then October 27th, I was like, here. So wait, so wait, you you marketed it bad. Instead of word, marketed it, <laughs> and and you still sold out. Yeah. So now, so now you know you can get better in your whole process, but you still sold out. So for where sure. you set the bar at? Well, that's a question for you. Where do you set the bar at for this next? Like, I know we ain't done. You fall into mm -hmm. the artistry world. So, how do you set the next bar? Because you did, you you made a lot of, you took a lot of L's, mm -hmm. and you learned from them, mm -hmm. and. You still sold out so how do you set the bar for the next i think for me um right now i'm really want to 
grow blank canvas and now like you know how when you're doing something you got your inner circle the people who you know gonna support you mm-hmm. and are going to tap into what you're doing okay those people got the book no nobody's going to keep coming back to buy a book you know yeah. what i'm saying that's something hard to kind of sell yeah exactly so okay you got the people that bought the book then you got the people that bought the book and the merch that you kind of don't know but they know you from this person or they know you from this person so then you got the other layer of people who do not know you but you got to tap in with them to keep your sales going so now i'm at the point to where i got to tap in with this last ring of people who i don't know who i want to to expose my work to so they can tap in so i can constantly have people buying the book like when i did the art show it was a ton of people who i didn't know about my book loved it but i feel like i still got so much of this outer layer to cover Yes, yeah, so. so you know what you should do? It's what? Just thinking out loud. You should go on the presser. I got seven podcasts, guys, I'm going to hit up tonight. I'm okay. Saying, Yo, get her on. Like, right now, we finna go on the presser. We finna. Okay. We stop and we're going to sell out. Okay. I got you. We're going to finish that up when we right. I promise. I got right. you. Um, I said it on air, Marquis. Um, <laughs> so, check this out. Um, what would you tell somebody who's writing right now who's probably discouraged? What would you tell them? Um, I They're would. trying to get their shit out. I would tell them to write every single day. Even when whatever is in your book is done, Mm. keep writing about it. Like write about your process that you're doing. Write about the things that you feel like you're messing up on. Write about the things that's going well. Write about what goals you have for yourself with your book. And don't sell yourself short for But that's with anything because I did not think I was going to sell out. I'm like, man, I'm like, man, it's just. No self-doubt. Exactly. No self-doubt for sure. So you got to you have to be on yourself because, yes, you can have a team of people. But if you don't believe in yourself, it's going to make others around you hard to believe in you. So when you're going hard for yourself and people see that drive and your motivation and ambition, people are going to tap in with that period. Preach. People can really see when you're really being yourself. For sure. I'm trying to say that as much as possible. Absolutely. Monkey zoom in. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> a lot of you dudes and women gotta stop acting like other people, man. For stop sure. copying all the time. Because the only person that's gonna be unhappy at the end of the day is yourself because you're Come not being on. yourself. And nobody gonna cling to it because it ain't you. Mm-hmm. God. I had to learn that too. God. Come on, now it's cheaper to be yourself. For sure. Man, um, so you so you mentioned during your process you had a lot of bad habits, like doing mm-hmm. the writing. What worked for you? Because you got it done and you had a successful project. So what worked for you? What what habits that you set in place that worked for you besides like writing every day? What it outside of just writing mm-hmm. like your workout, your routine? Like help us out. We trying to get to the nitty gritty. So when I was um, actually writing my book, I worked at Wells Fargo. Mm. No shout outs to them. <laughs> no shout outs to them. Absolutely Willie. not. So when we were actually in the office, I would dedicate time. To actually mm. write and work on the clock, on the on the clock, and they don't have no shame about it. On the clock, I'm putting my headphones in. Yes, on the clock. Don't talk to me. You come to my desk. I can't talk to you right now. I'm doing something. We need that. I'm doing something. Or um, and then once we were um, out of the office due to quarantine and the pandemic, I would 
take a nap after work and then after I took my nap I would make sure that I would take time to write mm. and do everything or I would get out the house because working from home you can you will hate that's what it was for me you will, hate your, you will hate your own home and so I would be like you know what I gotta get up I gotta go out I gotta mm. go outside run whatever then when I come back in I gotta tap in mm. and music was another thing that kept me music heals yeah I had to keep tapped in with different music different artists to keep my flow going no, so for sure so music getting out the house during especially during the pandemic mm-hmm. man uh yeah no no shout out for, for wells I absolutely not <laughs> no no shout out for them um cool moving moving forward any uh thoughts on the next book any you sat down you started writing yet or no Okay, so where I'm, no title I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, so where I'm at now is so I'm not the type of person to where I feel like I have to quit my nine to five to Absolutely. do what I want to do because because I like my job now. I work yeah. in a school, I work with kids, um, and so I like my job. And so I have come to a point to where I had to realize with myself, I can't do both. Mm. I can't work and focus on being the best teacher I can be and then work on blank canvas and try to be the best marketer and mm-hmm. the best social media guru and all mm-hmm, that at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, so I have decided because I don't have to work in the summer because I'm yeah. a teacher. So I have decided that I'm going to focus on teaching for now. And then when the summer hits, I can focus mm-hmm. on blank canvas. So that's I what I see. No hot girl summer for you. <laughs> don't you do that. I can still have now. fun. You be working. Uh-uh. I can still in, have fun. You got got to cut it. No trips, no Phoenix Arizona trips for you. Don't do that. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to. Uh, I can't wait to see the things that you do this summer. So I'm not invited to the bachelor party, is what you're saying? Yeah, you can't. You can't slide out to Phoenix with us. Uh, we you're gonna be working. We don't want to interrupt it. We need more. We need more uh, marketing gurus out here and mm-hmm. more books. We need to. <laughs> that's, that's so mm-hmm. fake. Um. So are you nervous going into this process? No. Something is a lot of distractions. I'm 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 asking you the real question. No, I get that, but like my friends and stuff are going to be at work, so I'm not going to have a choice. I'm definitely not going to have a choice, and I have to hold myself accountable to the things that I want to do over the summertime. Because once August, September hits and school starts, and I haven't accomplished anything, I'm going to be pissed at myself. So that's what's up. So when we was on. IG Live, my people from, from down south, they was they was lit, they was rocking with you, they was tapped in. And now they was asking when you're doing the poetry slam, another one. You do one. You remember Carrie got up there and rocked him? <laughs> He's fast. Twice. He's fast. But uh, when, what's up? Well, I know you in school, but what's up with the poetry? That's only going to better you too. Okay, so... Backtrack to the second one. Mm-hmm. Y'all was at the second one? Yeah. It, I hated it. Java? Yes, yeah. I hated it. When Carrie got up there yeah. that time. That not fire. you. But I hated the I hated that poetry slam altogether. It was unorganized. The mic kept messing up. It was people came in so late. I'm like, I hated it. Really? I I cried in the bathroom before it started. Really? Yes. I thought, see, outside looking in, I you thought it. I thought it was good. Okay, okay, we thought it was was fine. What you didn't, besides people coming in, like, like what really just made you like really just hate it? I feel like 
I rushed myself to do it because okay. I felt like, oh, I'm not doing nothing. Like the easiest thing for me to do now is to do a poetry slam. And I felt like I could see that in how it turned out. Mm. I definitely could see that in how it turned out. So I was like, no. So so I've been kind of nervous to do another one. Nah, nah, you just need the right team around you. We got you, right? We we, 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 we gonna set it up. Okay. That, that's another All thing. Right. We promise it. We need one though. We got buildings. We got whatever you need. Like, okay. But you gotta get all the artists. You know? Okay. So boom, being a teacher, Glad that you're a teacher. I know you're one of the good teachers. Um, I feel like <laughs> teachers should be paid the same amount. Doctors get paid. That way, education will be better, and our youth can change the world for the better. Um, my personal opinion. Sorry, y'all. Um, how does like being? And you said it was hard already. Like, how does being a full-time teacher? You're an artist, whether you run from it or not. Like, mm -hmm. whether you like to say it or not, you are an artist. Mm -hmm. So, how does that? How's that balance? You already seem to got it worked out for the summer, but mm -hmm. how's that balance been? Was it hard at first, like, to not be able to do both at, at the same time? Yes. So I, when I was locked in with blank canvas and doing everything that I wanted to do with that, I could see how I was slacking in my teaching. Mm. Like. I'm like, oh shit, I've been doing this all day. Mm. I've been doing t-shirts designs on Photoshop all day. And what am I going to teach tomorrow? Like last minute trying to put shit together. Damn, so damn. I'm like, I had to choose one like blank canvas or my job. Mm -hmm. So I've people be like, quit your, not, quit your job, follow your dreams. <laughs> everybody can't do that and everybody doesn't want to do that. So I think it's okay that people want to choose to do both. I like that. I like the fact that you're okay with doing both. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm in a situation where, well, I gotta work nine to five mm -hmm. to keep all this going, to keep yeah. getting up here and get everybody mm -hmm. else going. But they don't understand why nine to five is for this. Exactly. Like, I, I'll get out of this sooner than later, like out of the nine to five. But I'll be here forever. So I'm glad you're finding finding peace with mm -hmm. it and not listening to the outside noise. Thanks. Cause that is real. All right. One thing you can tell somebody: don't have to be an artist that it helped them right now. It could be whatever message you want, literally, one thing. Hmm, what would I say? It's so cliche. Nope, run it. Run it, run the cliche. It gets better. Like, mm. even, and people will take that and try to use it for people that's like in a bad predicament now or um, going through something like yes that's for those people but it gets better I can tell you that it gets better for your podcast like Appreciate it's gonna that. get better than this it's gonna get bigger like than this like yeah so oh, yeah. I think it can go both ways like it gets better whatever you want to be better if you put the time and the effort in that being better it will definitely be that it'll be better whatever you want okay yeah there we go there we Thank go real class okay love it appreciate that um before we get up out of here i want to talk about the pandemic a little bit with you okay as far as black people go okay Every time i get my black sisters and brothers up here okay we got to talk about this because somebody else another brother please forgive me i don't know his name just got killed in minnesota mm -hmm. um this week i was just getting the news as i ran out of the house um but let's talk about the pandemic and the protests and the george flag I want to know your opinions on the protest. 
George Flag, excuse me, George Floyd. I live on George Flag Street. He <laughs> judge me. God forgive me. Um, but let's talk about what the protest meant for you. Um, what uh, police brutality look like for you, mm-hmm. or whatever you seen. I don't know if you ever dealt with it. Let's talk about that real quick. So, what the protest mean to you? Meant to you during that time mm-hmm. for Black people. <clears throat> so I remember going to the first protest at the Capitol. Mm. And I was like, even if nobody comes with me, I'm going to go. Because I want to see how serious this is. How mm-hmm. how serious are y'all about doing this action? Mm. Okay. So it's tons of people down there. Every type of people down there. I'm like, okay, this is dope. This is dope. This is day one. Then day two comes. Mm. Dang, y'all doing it again. Okay, I'm going to go. Day three, oh my gosh, y'all still doing this. Let's go. Day four, okay, y'all doing this. Let's go. And to see the momentum of George Floyd's death, may he rest in peace, to continue on throughout the summer, especially in some place like Des Moines. like This is the thing, though. Des Moines is really close to the situation, though. But, like... It's places like Des Moines really standing up really surprised me still. Yes. It still surprised me. Especially with our demographic of people and how we... It's a 90% white state. Exactly. How we look and to see it on social media and how it was going. It's across the world. Like, Mm. people are really, you know, protesting. I love to see that, but I feel like it... We wanted it to do so much, but it did so little, and it should have mm. done more. And we had no control over that. Yep. None. And I think that protesting back in the day and protesting now are two different things. Way different. Two different things. Way different. For sure. Um, yes, we want them to have the same impact, but with the way that the world is set up now, I don't think it's ever going to have the same impact as it did in the past which is very sad Mm -hmm. because you know we did go out there um in the summertime but what they were doing is greater than anything that happened that summer um because like you got to factor in social media too absolutely people went out there just take pictures for sure for sure i'm talking black people for sure went out there and take a picture so I, i i i feel you um what was it like for you doing the protest and like just like when you like day three, day four, they mm-hmm. still showing up? How was you feeling about the situation? Um, it was like I don't want to use the word eerie, but I mm. want to use that because I'm sitting here walking with all these people, and I'm like, wow, this is what we have come to. Like, this is where we are in society, where we have to protest again. Mm. Um, I just, I don't know. It was a very eerie feeling to be out there and then sometimes feeling like, um, well, let me make sure I go home before it's too late because you never know what's going to happen when it gets dark because it was a whole different scene once it got dark. So yeah, for sure. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to necessarily put my, put myself in that predicament, but shout out to the people that did Yeah, for sure. Um, I just think the feeling that I had was very eerie and it was almost a sad feeling for people of color, black people, Mm. um, Hispanics, everybody to feel like this is what we got to do for y'all to hear us and for us to feel like, 
hey, we like we gotta say Black Lives Matter. Yeah. We really gotta tell y'all, hey, we matter too. Like we all humans. Like, like that's really that blows that. my mind. Yeah, like, that blows really my mind that. that we gotta we had to go through a period to where we felt like we had to teach people how to treat us. Like mm-hmm. when we had to do um, stuff like at work for like racial stuff and being sensitive to these sort of situations i'm like it should have been like this this should have been in should have been in place it shouldn't have took a summer of protesting and people dying for this to happen for this to happen like for real that's the part that blew my mind and another i asked a a woman on my show her name was happening she was she was a phenomenal lady um i asked her uh what has america done How, how has america failed the black race, mm-hmm. and she said something, and she's uh, older than us, and really, like when when she said, it, I was like, "What?" She said, "America didn't do anything to fail us. This system wasn't designed for us to succeed." Mm-hmm. I wish more black people knew that. Like, yo, like everything you're doing that you're successful in, you're beating the odds. Mm-hmm. Like everything you do, because this system was not designed for you to thrive. Mm-hmm. Like. We don't understand that we get so caught up in going too fast in life and forget what our people was going through. For sure. 400 years ago. Oh, forget what our great-great-grandparents was going through mm-hmm. when they couldn't even... My grandma couldn't even go to school with white people. Mm-hmm. Like, For sure. My grandma's still alive. Still got air in her lungs. Mm-hmm. Like, we forget those those small things, but this system wasn't designed for us to see. So mm-hmm. everything somebody black doing, blasting that. Because mm-hmm. guess where you beating the odds? I don't care if I don't care if you sold two books. You beating the odds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a black author. You you beating the odds. So like this system wasn't like it's, you said it's crazy that we had to get up and somebody had to die mm-hmm. um, for that to happen. And it's all it's all in the, the the plans. Like I think the black man is exactly where the white man wanted him at today. Absolutely. I feel that way. So what would you say to a black? And this is your words. Do not devalue yourself. What would you say to black people that you wish they would do? Ooh. I'm sorry, I had to put you on the spot. I got a hard one coming out of this. <laughs> hey, Lucas. It's hard. Ooh. Say the question again. What would you say to black people? And this time right here, mm-hmm. social media. This is a social media era. What do they got to do? Like, what, what do you wish they knew or wish they would do, should I say, in this time of need? Not like as far as, like, going to shoot up the police station. That's what we're going to do. And then, what would you wish the white people would know or do? Because a lot of white people try. Nah, some white people try. I ain't going to say a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Black people cut me off. Stop listening to the minds. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know what I would say. I would say... A couple things. For which one? Black people. Mm. I would say, generic one, be yourself. Mm. Like, because, like, for instance, I'm a teacher, right? And Mm. I was like, dang, I can't teach with braids. But that's like, why would I even think that? This is how I wear my hair. Like, there's, it's okay. So be yourself. Whatever is in you, embrace what's in you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're black for a reason. Don't be ashamed of being black. Two, be aware of... Be aware of how in little and subtle ways 
people who don't understand you will still mm. try to put you down yeah. like and devalue you yeah. like because it's still it'll be subtle things like and you won't even catch it mm-hmm. but you got to be aware of that and not fall into the traps of people trying to put you in a box and you know saying little things yeah. to like devalue what you do what you've done or what you're going to do yeah no, um sure. ooh those I think let me let me throw my I, let me throw my black people in there before I let you okay you, okay so you can think about that uh my biggest thing for black people is to look inward um, okay stop playing the blind game we mm-hmm. know like, we know mm-hmm. like you think we got a hard look at slavery we just talk about absolutely we know bro mm-hmm. it's hard stop blaming look inward go do it go figure it out mm-hmm. and then it's easier said than done don't don't get me wrong but I wish black people would stop and just go do something. I wish black people weren't so segregated. Yeah. Within itself. Sometimes we have to be, though. You think so? Yeah. Like within our own race, we have to be segregated? Oh, within. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. Oh, within okay, our. Okay. That's what I I'm saying. About, okay, I that's what I'm saying. Like Me within too. the race of black people, we are segregated. And I, and I believe that is why that's the true. things that Martin Luther King and them did back in the day will never work now because black people are so segregated yeah. back then everybody was really kind of on the same plane had the same type of house made the same type of money did you know we, we were all really yeah. similar but now we're the gap between who you are what you make what you do has widened which is a good thing don't get me wrong For but sure. i think the gap and the differences within our own race divides us yeah i agree with that but i'm gonna throw some history on you real quick too it started back in Africa. Absolutely. Like, um, it's black people giving up. 85% of the black people mm-hmm. became slaves, you know? I believe so that. It started back in it started back in Africa. Black people who had high power, high stakes, was going, great villages, captives, put them on the ship for goods, guns, mm-hmm. and coffee beans and, and, and all that crap. Like, it's, it's really like, it's been like that. And I don't get it. We're the only people who will sell our own people short. And it's uglier today. Like, mm-hmm. well, not uglier than slavery, but it's still going on there. Mm-hmm. Like, you see some brothers. I see a brother do this. He wanna. He look like he wanna pull his gun out and shoot <laughs> me. I'm like, damn, King. Like, what up? Like, we in this together, right? Yeah, but like, that's a that's a good point out. But uh, what would you say to white people who just don't understand black people? Or mate, want, looking seeking for understanding. <clears throat> Anything you say help them. <laughs> Not anything I say, I'm dead. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I have, oh my gosh, what would I say? I would say a ton. I would say, ah, oh gosh. You can word it however you want. Um, I guess, I would say one of my biggest things is. Get out the way, fam. White people always want to try to do something and take over leadership or something. Like, okay. Like, I would say get out the way, fam. Let a black man do what he got to mm-hmm. do. Or a black sister do what they got to do. And they always see our culture, see our swag, mm-hmm. and try to run with it and, like, promote it. Like, no, nah, fam, mm-hmm. give credit where it's due and get out the way. Like That's for they, sure. That's that's. They always got to have a hand in something. That's a, that's a really thing in itself. Like imagine my imagine that in the eyes of a black woman. Oh, that's, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be even multi, multi, multiplied like by another yeah. 50. Like, get out the way, fam. And then 
don't be turned off by a leadership. Just because I walk in with that down south swag, that don't mean I'm not a leader because you bought a book. Yeah. Man, go on with that. Oh, I don't know, Jawan. Hakeem, I'm sorry. Um, That's my full name. <laughs> I think if I could, I think I would ask a question. And I always start with a question. But what would you ask it? I don't, I, but the, I already know the answer though. <laughs> I, I want to know why, why, I want to know what, where the intimidation comes from. Where, like, but I know why, but it's like, I want to know from their perspective, like, mm. where does the intimidation come from? Where does the fear come from? Like, are you really scared or are you going off of something somebody else said about me or about people that look like me? Mm. Like, what is it, you know? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's good, but it started like. Even when in TV shows in the 80s, in, I mean 1800s and yeah. 1900s, where they'll paint a full white man black mm -hmm. with paint and have him chase around white women. That fear has been yeah. playing in these people's heads forever. Like, And then when they put a black man on TV, nowadays he either in a dress or he, he a gangster or he a criminal. Because like, gangsters aren't bad people. He a criminal or he, a, uh, or he in a dress. And all these black men in the dress, they think they got it figured out. They beating the odds. They, let me not start. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's a, that's a good. That's a good. Thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. Why? Let me not get started because I don't. Wanna, I, I have nothing against the LGBTQ community. Let's get that off right now. But it's it's all a game. It's all a system that. It is, and that, I can go. That, I can go all day on that. Is that like? 45, 35, they 45, 35 to, to 40 year old white men in California is playing with the social media crap in California. They, they, they run the whole system. And people don't know that because they're not tapped into what's actually going on. Like they think they own, like Dr. Umar said, why is there white people on my live? This is a black only live. <laughs> Bro, Facebook owner on that live. He's white. Bro, he be having me screaming. Live. I'm just saying, our remote black people are, are lose, bro. We let stuff, what, what you say, crew? Or lose our mind. Hey, that's the go-to. But um, what you about to say? I ain't mean to cut you off. I, had to. I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I don't even remember My now. Bad. It's okay. Uh, man, before we get off camera, man, I just want to thank you so much. Um. We don't have, we got books in stock right now. Let me yes. Know. We got do. books in stock. Um, the website and the link is going to be below. Tell us what that link is. Um, Beablankcanvas.com and at Blank Canvas the book on Instagram. Twitter, yours. We need yours. We finna get you a couple of followers. My tweets are locked. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. We, we, we can't follow we, on we Twitter. We take care of ourselves on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, links are being a be in the uh, description below. We appreciate you for coming on the Minds with High King. Um, Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Anytime, I've been waiting. We got to get back. I told you on IG Live, I was like, yo, we're going to get on here. We just got to be the time and right. So we finna run some more book sales, though. That's what we finna okay. do. And we finna go on this presser. And we finna get this poetry slam. Okay. Locked and loaded. I appreciate you for being who you are. I normally shake people's hand, but give me a hug, sister. <laughs> We look alike? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dead. Y'all be smooth. Peace.